0: Welcome to episode one of the Holopod podcast by Searchability. I'm Ollie Preston, director and former contracts consultant of 10 years, as of two weeks ago. And I'm going to be your host for the first Holopod season, if we manage to get past this first pilot. Uh, this is our first attempt at our, po- our podcast, so bear with us. Uh, the information we'll be providing is, is pretty insightful, insightful, we think. The delivery probably needs a little bit of work, so yeah, we're hoping that'll improve as the pod goes on. Um, hopefully by season two i won't be so reliant on my notes so we've decided to launch this podcast as although we're aware there are a few other recruitment podcasts already out there the majority tend to focus on things like highest billers top performers success stories etc and we want to be a bit more real than that so you know we want to talk about the trials and tribulations of recruitment the good the bad and the awkward i'm sure you'll be able to talk about that shortly lads Provide a little bit of market insight, let you know what your competition are doing and highlight how you can do things a little bit differently in a competitive market. We're hoping this podcast appeals to the masses, both candidates and clients alike. And of course, there'll be a few plugs and nods to searchability along the way. Um, We'll be introducing guests each week from all walks of recruitment life, providing real life examples and real life experiences. There'll also be a few funny stories that hopefully we can share along the way, but I'll let you guys listening be the judge of that. We hope really you like it. Wish us luck. And if it all goes to shit, no one's going to hear it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so today's today's pod. Uh, this is obviously our inaugural launch episode of the pod, and it's all going to be about introductions. You'll be pleased to know that we're keeping it nice and light, providing a brief overview of searchability and, and what we're about, the new propositions that we're offering, uh, to fall in line with recent market shifts, provide advice on what you can do yourself and give yourselves the best possible chance of securing good talent, even a market as challenging as this. Talk about the options available to you from a recruitment perspective, and also offer a little bit of market insight. We'll be able to chat with a few local, but very old industry experts. Thank you. But just before we introduce our guests, uh, I thought we'd provide just a brief overview of of Searchability and and what we're all about. Uh, The guys I'll fill in a few blanks shortly. So Searchability, a tech first recruitment agency founded in 2012. It's our 10th birthday in in May of this year. Across our Chester HQ, Manchester, US and Europe operations, we're now at about 100 staff, having seen quite significant exponential growth over the last 12 months in particular in the last two years we've made the sunday times top 100 best small companies to work for and this year we actually came second which is something that we're particularly proud about <laughs> we must be doing something right lads, i guess mm-hmm. it's all moving in the right direction so as you can see for those watching on video we do have a couple of guests with us today we've got jim who's over on the far right Jim's been with us for just shy of five years now. Five years in June. Congratulations, Pablo. It's a good stint. Yep. <laughs> uh, and he's our longest serving contract recruiter. I've taught him literally everything he knows. Definitely. Good, good and bad. Uh, and as I start to move upstairs and come off the board, uh, Jim's taking more managerial responsibilities off me to free up some of my time. Um, you know, it's been a hell of a journey, mate. Um, and for those watching on video, the camera actually isn't dead far away. He is, in fact, only five foot two. <laughs> they had to lower this <laughs> me. True story. True story. Um, we also have Steve, who's sat closest to me. He's launched our new scalability proposition. It's our RPO-esque model, which Steve will tell you all about shortly. Uh, again, Steve's been with us for what feels like a lifetime. You actually have started before me, I think, mate, didn't you? Just, I think, yeah. Just, just about. And he's been one of our highest performing permanent recruiters for about six years now. Um, he's, he's had a hell of a journey. And again, for those watching on video, all, all two of you, the, the <laughs> recruitment age and rumours are true. Steve did have loads of hair when he started. <laughs> and he's actually only 23. I am. <laughs> uh, later in the pod, we'll be, watching, uh, we'll be introducing Will Roebuck. He's launched our new NS&D team. We're hoping the technology doesn't let us down on the first pod. Uh, and as I, like I say, I'm Ollie. Um I'm hosting this very podcast. This is way out of my comfort zone i've never done anything like this before so you have to help me out um since i've come off the board the mds argument that i've got literally nothing else to do Mm. so here we are (laughs) all right so before we get stuck into the pod then gents um we've introduced our first segment called the good the bad and the awkward. They are nicknames. Yeah, yeah. I'm not Actually, sure. I'm not good,
1: bad, awkward. I like it.
0: I like it. Uh, ultimately, we invite our guests to share stories each month. It might be about the month that that's just gone ahead. Uh, it could be your favourite recruitment story. And in future, uh, we're going to get guests on the show and they'll be tell us about their relevant stories they've experienced. However, for the sake of this exercise, if you wouldn't mind kicking us off, boys, Jimbo. Good, bad, awkward. Good, bad, awkward. Oh, in fact, just before we do that, um, <clears throat> Jim is actually with us today to talk about the market. He's not just here to tell us a ridiculous story. Or for his looks. Or for his <laughs> looks, yeah, definitely not anymore anyway. But, <laughs> those, those days have gone. Yep. Um, but yeah, I know you're here to tell us about the, the increase in the market and the yeah. demand that that's caused for, for contractors in, in particular. It's, of course, relevant to you. Um, but before we get on to that later,
1: give us a story, pal. Well, there's a few, but I'll try and keep it as pc yes as pc as possible um it was i think it was probably about two years ago i think it was yeah january 2020 and then um, i thought you asked for recent only like... you think that is recent oh, does that <laughs> <wrong>? <laughs> when you get older years ago <laughs> anyway so it was about january 2020 and i was just getting on board with a new client and um, sharing cvs and they wanted to interview a candidate um and i really want to get it right I really want to get in with this client i knew they were taking a lot of contractors on so i really wanted to kind of do a great job you and can't say it is. So we'll just bleep it out like <laughs> we'll leave it there for now and um basically kind of said a few CVs across and they really like to look for candidate candidate they're like right let's get this person booked in for interview so it was late in the day i was rushing around i had loads of stuff happening and booked the candidate for the interview for the following week and um comes to the day make sure the client's ready the candidate's ready i sent her an email to the client i automatically got her out of office straight away and i'm thinking good, good start the candidate's already on the train, going there. So uh, I'm trying to get hold of can't because of our signal. Anyway, I get hold of someone at the company and they're saying, right, the client's out of office, not back till next week. So I've gone through and I've got the date wrong, which is an absolute schoolboy boy. era, nightmare. But we'll anyway, we've all been there. So anyway, I'm trying to speak to the candidate. I speak to the candidate and say, look, there's a bit of an issue here. The dates are muddled up and he's a bit like, well, I've just got the train. What do I do? Fortunately, I did have the client's mobile, so I managed to get in touch with him. Luckily... He was nipping into the office to pick up some stuff that day so he said well if the candidate's here i do like to look at, let's get him in so i said just go there wait for half an hour and he'll come so not ideal start but good first impressions very good <laughs> candidate interviewed client loved him took that contractor on it was a three-month contract he ended working there for just over a year and since that one placement i placed over 20 contractors with that client so it's uh a good first story to work with the client, but um, yeah, it could have gone horribly, horribly wrong. But luckily for me, I think that's a bit of a story with a good, bad, and a slightly. Yeah, I think, I think you've completed the whole
0: Trinity there, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, well done. It's impressive. Yeah. So you got away with that one. In short, things improved since. I think so. <laughs> well, <done. laughs> we'll see next. what happens today. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Well, a nice one for that, Jim. Okay, Steve. Um, again, a little bit of insight to to Steve's future plans. I'll let him talk about it more shortly, but. You have recently launched our scalability proposition, uh-huh. which is effectively—correct me if I'm wrong—I'm just going to read it off my nose Okay. A solution designed to assist both existing and prospective clients to grow at scale. It's—it's exactly that, Olivia. Yeah. I like it. I like it. <laughs> uh, as you know, we, we have been looking to introduce an RPOS going for a little while, and I think it's fair to say that since its introduction, it's landed pretty well. You're going to touch on this in more detail shortly, but for now. Give us your good, bad, and or awkward story, please. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, th- I, th- I think a bit like Jim. I've tried to amalgamate all three into one. Um, Impressive. Because everything else wasn't PC enough. Um, I'd say I've I'd I'd, I'd, I'd been doing the... In, in the past, I was a contingent recruiter up until about, well, beginning of this year. So I could do pretty much any interviews, any meetings, etc. I could go into autonomously, just do it. Not think about it. Um, recently, we've obviously launched this new service. We're booking meetings and speaking to clients, and um, I'm completely and totally out of my comfort zone. Um, a bit like me today, then. Yes, yeah. yes. I'm um, me. And yeah, so the first meeting we ever had is with a quite a big company that I've been chasing when I worked for Searchability for, for five years. Um, we launched Scalability, they reply to the first mail shot we send out, and yeah let of a meeting. Um, oh, yeah. quite, a, quite an intense meeting as well, director of recruitment. He's absolutely grilling me. My brain is just screaming, screaming. I don't know the answers to any of these questions. <laughs> what on earth do I do? Um, and I remember coming off it thinking that was just absolutely terrible. Um, we've hired a new business development person. I brought him in to sit and watch me. Work the magic. (laughs) I'm thinking. Was he impressed? I don't think so, no. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, but I think in the end it it turned out quite good because for some reason they chose to go with us and they're probably the best performing client that we've got so far. So um, Happy days. Yes, it was very awkward. I was very bad, but it turned out good. So Brilliant. There we go. You're likeable, <laughs> of it. it's your charm. I think so, did yeah. That, that's,
0: that's all I can think you've ever
2: said to me. I know, I <laughs> you did, I think think did make
0: the call on the right day as requested. Jeff. I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Happy days. All right, well, cheers for that, boys. Two, two decent <laughs> stories to kick us off there. <laughs> right, okay, so moving swiftly on to today's conversation <laughs> then. You know, it's, it's not all fun and games. We want to get some decent information out there um the main purpose of today's pod pilot is just really to lay the foundations about what we're all about give um you know, the, few, the few pillars of searchability talk about the new propositions that yourself and a few other guys are launching steve um and yeah just give give our clients a brief insight to the, the do's and don'ts i guess okay. uh, in, in a market of as competitive as this um as ever the start of the new financial year has just kicked off it's historically been an exciting time of recruitment we all rub our grubby little hands because everyone's got budget again. Um, and I think it's fair to say that, that this month in particular has brought a lot of changes across across searchability. In particular, for me. Um, it's been a hell, of a hell of a start to the year, a lot of changes. Um, I'm pleased to say that my partner and I are actually welcoming our first baby later on this year. Congratulations. Thank you, you already knew, but I, <laughs> but I, uh, I appreciate it. Oh <laughs> Puts put on shock face. nice. And that, that alone wasn't changed enough, um, after just shy of, of ten years, I've I've hung up my commission boots, which is terrifying.
2: And you earned loads as well, didn't you? Well,
0: mm, no, I'm not sure that's really true. <laughs> uh, certainly not as much as, as yourself, mate. I wouldn't say. But I did all right. You mm. know, it's it's been a it's been a hell of a journey. And after ten years, I think it's fair to say that I've almost felt institutionalised.
1: Yeah.
0: And you did, yeah. You bought your board and the and the target almost becomes your safety net. Mm. And as I've sort of transitioned, I guess, into a more directorship-esque position, managerial-esque position, I've always still had that that safety net to fall back on. Hmm. I got I got used to knowing the target that was there and then it was achievable with the clients held on board. So. Not having that there is is going to be a bit of an eye-opener. Have you rubbed your name off the board? Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, Jim rubbed it off first day. That that lasted about two minutes.
1: I think it was like 5.31 I rubbed it off.
0: (laughs) Get rid of (laughs) him. 5.31, yeah. Couldn't couldn't get rid of me quickly. But yeah, you know what? Here we are. The the day's arrived. And I'm really excited about the journey ahead. Um, It has been a hell of a journey. But it is one that I now look back on very fondly. I didn't always in in the moment. It's been a bit of an emotional rollercoaster, coaster. It's fair to say, and I do feel fortunate to be viewed. I know, I know we joke, but you got. I think it's fair to say that I'm viewed as as, as one of the success stories. But yeah. I've never felt like that out myself mm. in the moment. I think it's only on reflection that uh, that yeah, it's it's something that I'm proud of. I guess. Um, what's next for me? This podcast, for one. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully we make it past season one. Um, Anyway, I'll I'll end it there. Enough about me. Let's let's get on to you boys and and why you're here today. So, Steve, Scalability, um, I think it was officially launched in Jan, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. And I I touched on it before, but you've had had a good start. You've already got clients signing up to this subscription service. Is that the best way to define it? Can you tell us a little bit more about the Scalability Proposition? What our clients
2: might... You know, might be particularly interested in and, and how it actually works. Yeah, because um I can. It, it essentially is a subscription service for <coughs> recruitment for any company out there. It could be a startup, it could be a multinational who are looking to scale up their technical teams, um, DevOps, Dev, Digital, etc. Um, we look at sort of five candidates upwards and, and, and run projects. Um, I'd say it, it's been completely client led, so we did it within searchability last year with all the things that happened in the market we had clients coming to us saying how do we get exclusive candidates can you manage this process for us can you do first stage interviews etc etc can you do employer branding of course we can um but Perhaps. it's not in a place. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have a formula for it so we've sat down we've come up with a formula we've put together a few different packages um it can be from as simple as, re- as retained you pay a fee up front um, we put a team together and and work for you, fill your roles, complete a project. We can look at mini RPOs. We're, we're trying not to be sort of an all-encompassing RPO where we, we put people on, on site, we share email addresses. It's sort of, if, if your talent team are overwhelmed with, with, with what you need at the moment, we can put a team together to alleviate a little bit of pressure. Um, for example, you need five Java developers. And it, your, your talent team are looking for BAs, etc., elsewhere. Give that to us. We'll charge a management fee, um, which is very reasonable. And, um, I'm sure and I'm. yeah, we'll put team together and we'll take care of the problem for you. Um, we also run a, a, a more in depth um, package at the end that involves a lot of employee branding. We'll come in, we'll audit. And Sophie runs all of that. I don't know too much about <laughs> it, so I'll, I'll, I'll leave that. We'll there. get her on at a later point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, once again, we're, we're looking at it. Give us your project, we'll look at it, we'll deliver it for you in a specified amount of time. Um, and yet, yeah, it's going very well. Happy days.
0: Delighted. Uh, okay, cool. Um, I think you've touched on a few points there, but maybe more from your perspective then, how mm. do, how does that differ from the, the more traditional
2: contingent-esque approach? Yeah, yeah. I've done in some ways, it's very, very similar. I mean, things like cost, etc. cetera. Um, but the contingent model is great for a number of different reasons, but certain companies need a more immersive service, don't they? Um, I mean, we could, we, we'll get a project from a client and we'll put together the best people that we have to look after that particular project. They have ownership of it. Their targets are run against delivering that project. Um, so you're getting a, a service that's tailored completely to you. You'll more often than not get exclusive candidates um, against the contingent model, where you might have a really good recruitment consultant looking at filling your job roles, but that particular person might be looking for six other companies at the same time. So, if you're looking for something where you want somebody to come in and just focus specifically on you, then that's where this, that's this we this could, really. this could be the answer okay mm-hmm. cool uh, i've had very little involvement
0: in the in the scalability proposition but it, it certainly seems to be landing well you know, when we see figures go on the board and uh, it, it comes it comes through um I, i've always been surprised by the the difference in the numbers you know there's, there's some there's some packages that are coming in at you know a couple of grand and mm-hmm. some at monumentally more so just very quickly um, is it fair to say that we can can flex for pretty much anyone as long as they've got a need to scale relatively quickly
2: yeah it's certainly not anybody because um we need to make sure it's realistic so yeah i I think the whole ethos that we want to have is if if you give us a project we'll look into it we'll discuss with you your interview processes your benefits packages the salary that you offer and we'll only take it on really if we feel confident that we can deliver it um it, it may be that we have to some advice and tinker with a few things, but we'll, we'll take it on. So, it's certainly not any company couldn't come to us with a proposition and, and, and we'd take it on. Um, but yes, certainly it can range from five developers to I mean, we took on a client to beginning of March looking for 25 candidates over over three months, which is a Little bit stressful, um, and then potentially looking at, at 100 for 12 months. So, we just said there. you can do it and then worrying about it later, or is there, is there a plan that's been formulated here? <laughs> <laughs> <It's already laughs> <done it>. <laughs> he's <laughs> been bashed. he's been caught, he's done it, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, obviously, there's plans to go into it, but um, yeah, you take a little bit on trust as well, don't yeah, you? of course, of course. Okay, and I'm gonna put you on the
0: spot here with a final question. Go on. Um, there's no doubt that we'll, we'll get you back in, and because this is probably a full podcast in itself, I guess, honest with you, but. If you could give one piece of advice to, to clients out there in a market as challenging as this, that's looking to grow at scale
2: pretty quickly, what would that one piece of advice be? Yeah, well, it's a piece of advice that I probably give out every single day. Um, that's a, in every single meeting we have with prospective new clients, we look at where the pain points are and how we can help. I would say over 90% say that at the moment, I'm sure you'll touch on this later on, but where the market is, it's so competitive that companies are finding that they're bringing in candidates to their interview processes and they're losing at least 50% during process. So there's no outcome found. Um, they've either taken another job. Um, it, 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 there's no it's rejection or acceptance. typically where Jimmy swoops in that. It is, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm rambling again now, aren't I? Um, I have a habit of doing that. Um, yeah, the advice I would give would be shorten your interview process. Get an outcome within a week. And you'll be competitive you Still, win, you win every battle um but you'll get
0: there quicker awesome well thanks so much mate That's no a really interesting insight um while we're on introductions we have got a, a grad proposition that we've, that we've launched recently <laughs> called called click starters i know you boys have a rough idea of what it is um that's being led by my colleague our colleague and fellow director dan butler um we are equally as excited about Clickstarters and there's a real place in the market for it. But unfortunately, Dan can't be with us this week. He's busy sending himself somewhere across the globe. Um, but we are, we are going to get him in to have a specific pod on, on Clickstarters itself. Um, it's going it's to be tagged. Um, what companies need to do differently to hire grads? Everyone needs grads. We, we know that. Well, I think there's, there's a specific way we can go about it in this market, and we're going to get Danny to talk all about that. Okay, cool. Keep an eye out for that release date going forward. So, m- moving on, Jim. You can wake up. I promise you, you are in this segment. Yep, cool. You're not just here for your pretty face. Um, we're going to we're going to talk about the market. Yep. And um, I know I did touch on a few points there, so I'm I'm in danger of repeating myself a little bit. Um, but just to give the clients who hopefully I've listened now will listen in the future. bit bit of guidance bit of insight on on what their options are how can they stand out in in this market how can they be a little bit different in order to still attract that that top tier level candidate who are are going elsewhere now obviously we touched on it before you know your managerial responsibilities are are increasing but yourself and more importantly the wider contracts division are are still very much hands-on yeah it's probably been the busiest 12 months of, of of all of our contracts careers, I, think, I think it's fair to say. Um, and one option that we have seen an increase in, and genuinely we're not just saying this because Jim's here, uh, has been the, the demand for taking on contractors, particularly in that interim period. Agreed. Um, because there's, there's such a shortage of, of, of good, solid, permanent
1: candidates out there. So, brief overview h- how you've seen the market, what are the changes? Yeah, to be honest, uh, obviously, kind of similar to what Stephen was saying now, it's such a candidate driven market where candidates can dictate what roles they want to work for kind of what clients and kind of the processes and obviously with uh the pandemic when that obviously first hit we know it's obviously the remote working that seemed to have stayed around it's not a case of moving back to on-site contractors typically even before the pandemic were always open and wanted to work remotely and that's just obviously kind of evident still. And moving forward in regards to contractors, they are aiming, I say all contractors, majority of contractors I speak with are looking to kind of remain working fully remote. And in regards to clients, if they are looking to kind of attract the best contractors, they have to be a little bit more flexible in regards to their demands. Obviously, that does kind of fall into, which we won't discuss today, IR35, obviously in regards to kind of no, another, pod of <laughs> another itself, podcast in itself. But yeah, I think in regards to where the market it's so candidate driven, I think kind of um, clients just need to be, not careful by any means but kind of a bit more flexible in regards to the way they used to work and the way they used to operate to, to attract the top tier contractors yeah okay okay cool obviously
0: again i don't want to dwell too much on, on on the pandemic um but during that time we of course saw a lot of age-old contractors you know legends of the game so to speak and end up going um yeah such was the market just briefly are we finding a lot of those former contractors who have gone
1: permanent and now are now going yeah, back, yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> <what's that? laughs> yeah, and to be honest, kind of you know, when it first hit, we were speaking with contractors and they were saying, Right, I'm going permanent for this security. Then we there's no, we did notice once the pandemic hit, we were clients were letting the contractors go, unfortunately, to the first, etc., etc. But now there is a big swing kind of turn back to the contractors who went permanent and now return or looking to return to contract, and with that. It's quite tricky because obviously they're coming trying to come back in and kind of get to the rates that they once were, but kind of the discussion is they're kind of been a little bit more flexible with their rates because they want to get back into the contract market. So yeah, it's Okay, yeah. so you,
0: you may be even finding that despite the market, those contractors are still available at a relatively competitive rate <laughs> yeah. to get
1: back into the Yeah, they'll game. kind of be looking to kinda of and again with the remote aspect. And obviously if it's a role which is outside IR thirty five, they could be a lot more flexible with their rates than they once were.
0: Perfect, which pretty much answers my next question, but just to cover it off, I guess. So, you know, what's we we know on on permanent Steve that, um, well, salaries have gone through the roof and you're having to pay top dollar. Yeah. And I've got no doubt for those listeners out there that this will come back around. I'm sure it will swing at some point as the market just calms a little, but it's it's undoubted that salaries have have gone through the roof. Has the same applied to contracts?
1: in some cases in some cases yeah and and i think again because obviously the way where clients are working fully remote that obviously contractors if there is no travel costs involved or anything like that then again they can be a little bit more flexible on the rates yes definitely because the contractors they can choose what roles they want to go for because you know i'm speaking of contractors and i'm saying have you got anything else on the go and we're talking about five or six roles and stuff so they have to then kind of compete by paying slightly higher rates to attract them. So it, it, it's a real mixed bag out there at the moment. It's quite hard to kind of dictate. I wouldn't kind of say that the, the contractor rates have gone much higher. But yeah, to attract tra- that top talent, you know, you're going to have to pay that little bit extra just purely because of the amount that they have on. I think the same for the firm side of things as well, really. Absolutely, yeah. Do you find a final question on, on, on this, Jim? I know I know
0: you don't personally work the, the London market, albeit you oversee some of the here Yeah. Do. Now, of course, London's always paid the, the highest day rates. Yeah. Now, with with fully remote working, yeah. and you know, clients now have the ability to to attract candidates from Scotland, if if they're you know anywhere in the world, yeah. I guess I guess really, um, has that
1: levelled that that playing field up? Yeah, I mean, obviously, my uh, area that I typically work in is the north, so kind of Yorkshire, the northwest, and I'm speaking with contractors who I've worked with before. Not Wales. Wales, yeah, I work with Wales, <laughs> uh, but in Easy regards for those listening. <laughs> well it's been proud and um yeah basically what i've been doing is i've been speaking with contracts who i've placed three or four years ago from the northwest and they've been working in london because london clients are attracting talent from up north because the rates are typically slightly lower than what a london contractor would be asking for and you're finding london contractors looking for work elsewhere purely because it's not because it's quite competitive down in london but yeah i mean i the, the majority of the roles I've been working or have worked over the last couple of years have been fully remote and I've been placing contractors from all over the UK but no, it definitely has had a, an effect, the fact that you can work pretty much anywhere and clients in London, clients in Leeds, clients in Cardiff can attract nice. talents and contractors from elsewhere around the country. All right,
0: no, cool, thanks for that mate. So, final question, same applies to you. I'm I'm a client, yep. I've been potentially looking for a permanent person for a while, yep. not striking the right chords. Yep what piece of advice do I need in order to hire the right contractors for my team? Speed.
1: Speed. Be quick, purely because in regards to, as just mentioned, contractors, they've got five or six things on the go at the time. In regards to kind of the process, obviously I know contract roles typically move quicker than permits anyway, kind of CV send, and you you can have a contract to start pretty much the next day if they're immediately available, which a lot are. I just think in regards to it is kind of, be flexible with kind of the way that you would typically bring in contractors. If you can be fully remote or how you operate your hours, etc., um, rates as well. Be kind of obviously aware that some contracts would be demanding more purely because of the, the market is. Um, so I would, but I'd say the main thing is kind of the speed. If you've got a contractor in your on your desk who ticks all the right boxes, don't kind of hang around. I would kind of very much strike while the iron is hot and have a conversation with them, get them on board as quick as you can if you're looking to bring that person in.
0: All right, cool. Now, obviously, this is contractors' my background as well, and I think it's important at that point to raise that there's no upfront fee. Right. There's, there's no upfront fee, no a safety net. The safe- safety net,
1: and in regards to kind, of, obviously the contracts, you know, they their bread and butter there, they're hit the ground running, aren't they? That's what the, the, the purpose of them is to do is come in and kind of work on these niche projects, fill the gap where a permanent hire can't be found, uh, skill shortage, etc. So yeah, these people come in, hit the ground running, and like I said, in regards to contractors, there is no. Uh, fees up front and in regards to notice period they can have a much shorter notice period typically than a, a permanent person you don't have to kind of wait three months for I them and if you're finishing projects you know you can have a week notice period on a contractor and yeah it's what they expect. Okay well thanks very much Jim happy days.
0: Okay so moving on to a bit more of a of a summary then I guess for those people who want to fast forward the first 45 minutes hopefully there's not many of you. <laughs> um, but we do like a bit of a quick fire top five market insights to share with with those clients who are looking to hire. In a market of as competitive as this. So, number one, are you paying enough? You know, are your salaries and day rates in line with the rest of the market? Well, I would touch on it there, but it's undoubtedly risen. Stay competitive, and if you can't, as Jim says, move quick. Keep an eye on the IT Jobs Watch. It's not 100% accurate, but it gives a pretty good yeah. indicator as to what the market is Incredibly picking. handy website. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know incredibly. you've always been a big fan, haven't you, Steve? Mm. Okay, cool. So yeah, just make, make sure you, you, you're keeping an eye on, on the IT jobs watching, falling in line with the rest of the market. If you're paying way lower, you of course, up against it. Number two, are you offering remote working? Now, the good news for those that, that can't, I think it's fair to say that in the last six months, we have seen the market creeping back towards that hybrid model. Um, I appreciate it helps grow teams and you can uh, you can learn from those, those above you, I guess, the, mm. the talented experienced guys who've been been around and done it but if you're full time on site is it realistic to say that in this market you are up against it as we speak yeah yeah completely completely yeah okay cool so make make sure you at least being flexible if you're remote working um the third the third point we'd like to raise is the the benefits package the organizations offer it's been a big part of your recent growth i guess Mm. steve um Benefits packages no bit more important. I think that's fair to say. You know, twenty five plus holidays, five percent minimum contributions to to pension schemes. If anything, anything else, what?
2: Yeah, the, the, you, you, the way you set up your remote. Um, you, 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 obviously, your pensions extremely important. Yeah. Um, bonuses. I'd, I'd say for. for the, senior DevOps or developer candidate, you're looking at a minimum of, of, of a 10% annual bonus. Um, wow. Competitive will be between 15 and 25 and that's what you see from the larger consultancies and, um, and more of your household names.
0: So for those clients then who maybe can't pay yes. as much salary, I guess, when mm. the falls out of the market, maybe a, a start-up, a small organisation who Can't compete with the big boys. Is the benefits package a, a good way to, to even that level playing field? It, it, it
2: can be. So I'd, I'd say with, with, with startups, I mean, we could talk about this for hours, but um, with, with podcasting, it is, yeah. <laughs> it will be Every podcast, <laughs> don't say that. Um, yeah, with, with startups, quite a lot of the attraction is Greenfield Work, a really new, cool project. Um, I mean, a lot of them at the moment, um, uh. Tech for good, aren't they? So you're doing something good for the world. Um, startups can can combat it as well by offering good equity. Um, it, it, you get your shares at an early stage if you're bought into the product. You think it's going to go really well. Uh, you could make quite a lot of money from it. Um, but yeah certainly, you, you, i any any company can, can, any company can offer a competitive benefits package. Really, can there? There's all yeah. sorts of things you can look at, and we can touch on that at another point. But um, yeah, it, it's absolutely crucial i'd say cool no thanks mate okay uh,
0: the fourth point we'd like to raise is it's technology i don't think it goes without saying but if you're not using the latest tech flex i, yeah. th- I think it's it's that straightforward if you're still using vb.net you're going to struggle to 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 hire dot net core experts you know so be realistic with what you're looking for if you know you're using legacy code flex on salary flex on location flex on Imminent levels of experience. Yeah. And finally, and I think most importantly, it's well, all important, of course, but I think that the speed in which your process moves yeah. is—it's never been more relevant than it is right now. Can can you condense that four-stage interview process? Is it absolutely necessary? If you require a tech test, can you bring these guys in house and incorporate in twenty stages? Could you do a pair programming exercise rather than a four-hour? stay at home test you know candidates have so much choice at the moment speed it up yeah, yeah. don't obviously don't sacrifice a relevant experience don't hire on a whim
2: but speed it up fair absolutely fair. yeah i think if you've got a four-stage interview process you're, you're asking for a talk. long card look at a few things yeah <laughs> fair. all right
0: cool okay so um that, that brings an end to uh our, our brief insight on on the market I'm just going to touch on one or two more things before, <coughs> before we let you Excuse all go. Um, first things up, uh, first things a bit of a heads up, really. So in future pods, we're going to be introducing a new segment called The Director's Diaries. It's effectively me boring people with, with my uh, relevant or irrelevant stories. Um, I'll be offering advice, stories, life lessons, etc. Et just, just to round things up. But because we've covered most of that off with, with you two guys being here, and we're picking that up from from episode two um is there anything that we can expect from searchability in particular over the course of this month fellas or have we gone through it all
2: in, uh, in terms of just what you guys have got planned um i'd say we could see another new big client for scalability happy Certainly. days um, coming in this one fingers crossed
1: yeah so we've got a few exciting conversations happening uh, across a uh, number of clients that we're working with and kind of potentially working with and yeah there's a lot of good stuff happening on the contract scene with a few new people who joined a few new people kind of becoming uh, 360 consultants so yeah quite a lot of exciting things happening over the next uh, next month really happy day it's been a
0: stellar start to the year so, mm. so well done boys okay well that, that pretty much draws a close to our pilot pod um, and to round things off each month each pod we're gonna ask our guests to sign off with a wrap-up record. Got a rap. So, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, you definitely. Not <laughs> so this this could be a song that holds sentimental value, and it perhaps defines part of your life, or even just sums up how you're feeling on any given day. Okay. Now, because I know you two have been a little bit uncomfortable with that, uh, and and there's two of you, mm. we, could have, we could have had a fight. I'm uh, I'm still in the limelight, <laughs> so I'm gonna be the person that decides on, on the first
1: podcast song. Can I just ask, Go on. what would your song have been, Steve, if you could have chosen something? Interesting.
2: I would have gone for... I know what you'd have gone for. You'll Never Walk Alone, yeah. just to annoy Ollie. <laughs> 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 I wouldn't have played it. Jim, what would you, what, have what for? Would you have been?
1: <laughs> I didn't even ask me the question, I've not thought about it. <laughs> it'll probably be something
2: along oasis live forever maybe St- yeah stand by me so like that
1: yeah yeah okay well, you're, both, <laughs> you're both wrong so, <laughs> so i have chosen
0: chosen chosen this record purely for both selfish and sentimental reasons at searchability for those that don't know you know it's a bit cheesy this it's a little bit americanized but three or four years ago we decided to uh introduce board deal music um, via Cube 19. Uh, for those of you that don't know what that is, it's almost like, imagine WWE en- mm. entry music. You go to the board, <laughs> everyone claps, and your yeah. song gets played out. We had a new starter who um, wonders if she joined the cult when she saw a deal go through on the first. Yeah, it's, it, it's that sort of thing. Hmm. But I can say, for selfish reasons, I've stepped aside. I'm not on the board anymore. And I'm never going to hear it ever again. <laughs> you your hope <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so for one last time here's fire by casabian thank you for listening Take me the into the
1: Brother, I'm on fire. my mom.